Well, hello, everybody, to another episode of our uh, Rude Awakening podcast. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a week for me. <laughs> I know, Sandra, for you, it's been uh, a week a week ago. So I think aptly we're uh, naming this one Confessions of a Control Freak. And who are we referring to? Well, first and foremost, ourselves. <laughs> well, hi, Jonathan. Hi to your confession. <laughs> It's been 30 days since my last confessions. Actually, it's been a week, but for dramatic purposes. (laughs) And who do you confess to? Once you've reached a certain amount of self-freedom, who do you confess to? Yeah, you can't blame God anymore. So I guess it's me in the mirror, which uh, doesn't always And who are you controlling? (laughs) Shit. Well, we're going to unpack this today. Welcome to our uh, show this week. I'm Sandra Roggermann here with my co-host, Jonathan Cray. And usually we talk about a quote from Rude Awakening from the documentary itself. But today, given these past weeks, we thought it might be time to disrupt this beautiful pattern again and talk about the one big elephant in the room on the journey of self-discovery and its control and how much we're actually not in control. So Jonathan and I have had beautiful conversations and we wanted to make you our witness yeah and and it's interesting when you get to a certain point in your uh your own journey uh where there's less drama more balance more self-reflection and and you know hopefully some more knowingness or the knowingness that it is you that unlocks the knowingness at least um i found myself getting a lot of uh, a lot of times getting impatient on where is that idea that I had of the you know spiritual perfection or where's that idea about abundance or where's that idea about you know uh, as I always aptly say like rainbows shooting out of my ass and everything going perfect and then I have to deal with my human and that's such a still such an area that you know makes me crazy even though we made a movie about it and 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 you know we, we we talk about it a lot and and we're supposed to know about it a lot but it drives me nuts sometimes. Was it a prerequisite to know anything? <laughs> the more I get into this, the less I'm actually happy to say I don't know shit. <laughs> so, no, it isn't a prerequisite. And and we talked about this uh, before we started the podcast. Is do you need to feel perfect, or do you need to know everything to to keep going to to make a different move or a different choice? I mean, the whole subject matter of control is we're born into this world and we're told that, you know, that we need to have a certain amount of self-control. We need to control our finances. We need to control what our kids are doing. We need to control um, what we say, where and when. So it's this constant feeling of the false idea of being in charge. And I think that's really why people like to um, practice being in control or want to be more in control and and then that's so tightly connected to power when really um, the one thing in my early awakening years as I sort of dipped my toe into spirituality and meditation and all of that you're being told to let go and then you just 
Yeah, I was just trying to um, control my life and, you know, now you're telling me to let go. But then I think one of my first spiritual teachers said, um, so your heart is beating and you're breathing, right? Yeah. Are you controlling that? Well, no, not really. It's kind of on autopilot. It's doing it's doing its thing. And maybe there's a certain intelligence within me that um, is running the show. So that those were my first um, pointers towards where I can release a little bit of control. And, you know, being German, being in Aries. <laughs> we all know that one. <laughs> exactly. It's... Um, it's a certain um, challenging. It's it's a certain challenge that, but also it's certain quality I think that we're known for um, in this world being being very German, very reliable. So I need to be very much in control in order to be reliable, right? So what happens when you let that concept go and the whole identity that's tied to it? Yeah, yeah, and and. If you let that go, if you let those things go, what what happens? Uh, you know, I think I think we all love to say, and I, I certainly did. Oh yeah, I just need to let go. I just need to trust. I need to leave my human. Just you know, don't don't meddle with process, and your soul has got it. But ultimately, I'm not living in the house of the soul. I'm living in the house of the human, and bringing the soul in rather than the other way around. So, I found that. My human hated change. Uh, letting go feel, felt more like giving up. And, and you know, it puts a lot of side effects on that. Like, if I give up, then everything goes to shit. I might die. I might get, you know, uh, judged or, or killed or, or, you know, any doom scenario like that. And it, it was really weird how, yes, I knew this for, for years now to let go and to not have the human interfere but the moment i give i don't give the human the space to at least cry wolf or 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 or, or you know say out loud this is really shitty it will just slowly poison the well again so there is a almost a the, the, almost like a dance between the two getting the human out of the you know, hearing the human but getting it out of the way in in such you know just enough for it to allow for the other stuff to come in and for really, uh, you know, to, to really let your life be changed deeply instead of like by really small increments. Because really, I mean, also nature, if, if, if we're a product of nature, but then with consciousness and with a soul, um, nature knows how to do its rhythms. Nature knows when to release and when to bloom and when to... Um, you know when to let go of the of the leaves that are not no longer needed in order to you know come back to to such a deep core to then start blooming and springing forth again so there's a certain rhythm that's inherent in all of us as natural and um, earthly beings uh, and yet we as human beings don't trust it for us it's not enough um, or we were raised in a belief that it's not enough now, letting go of that belief, letting go of that um, compulsive behavior that, that is so normal out there, uh, it feels very counterintuitive. And I think at some point we have to make a podcast about counterintuitivity. 
Yeah. yeah. Because this whole journey of self-discovery is a journey that feels very counterintuitive. Yeah. What is the last thing you would do and now go do that? That's basically what yeah. you're asking yourself. So even, even functioning in normal everyday life, uh, when you're not even aware of um, introducing control, it's so the autopilot that we're all running on that we don't even question it. Um, and I think preparing for this show now, I, I thought, well, I thought I was in control when my human was functioning and when my human was very productive in this world. So, you know, I went to work, I earned my money, got my paycheck, paid my bills. Um, then I was very reliable as a friend, um, you know, making appointments, um, showing up with friends and all of that. And all of that is run by I have to do it well hopefully you like what you do you, you like your job hopefully you like your friends and your family the people you live with and you love but there's a requirement but there's almost a requirement that you're in control to arrange those things and to keep that control going and I found once I started listening to my inner rhythm, to my inner seasons of uh, letting go and, you know, retrieving and coming back to myself, it felt like a lot of the things that I thought I needed to do didn't fit me anymore. So now all of a sudden, okay, so I said I'd be doing this, I'd be going there, I'd be visiting my friend, I'd be, you know, out in the world, made appointments for it, my agenda is full. But really, if I'm honest, it doesn't really feel like I want to be doing it. And I'd rather be I'd rather be by myself because I feel there's something happening that I want to listen to. And then letting go of the almost of the rule number one to be a functioning member of society and take back all of your promises to society and listen to yourself that. That is um, that that was my first big step into the self awareness and and really playing with who am I actually? Because if I don't give that the space, if I keep controlling what I'm allowed to do, what I'm not allowed to do, then then I'll never really tap into that true wisdom that's always there. Yeah, but then again, like when you start, you know, not not adhering to society, not doing what you know people expect from you. I mean, what was the first thing that you noticed in the reaction of other people when you started doing that? Well, you know, not in those exact words, but how dare you? You know, like, how dare you? And, and you're not reliable anymore. You're not loyal. You're not, uh, you know, I can't use you as my safety, Sandra. If you pull away, if I don't know, if I can't count on you, then... I might have to start questioning my own patterns. Yeah, so it's almost like breaking your own status quo. Break also kind of breaks it for the people around you because we, I think I think we're all playing with the same dynamics with each other. And and you know once one chain breaks, you know whatever's in your vicinity will break with it, or or it will find a different resolution. But yeah, I found the same thing. Uh, all of a sudden, you're you're unreliable, or you're you're difficult, or you're you know you don't respond well. Well, all you're doing is saying, oh, this is better for me to be alone for a while. Or Yeah, and then you're selfish. And yeah. Then, you know, you... I, I did find for myself, I did find the, the difference between 
that process being extremely excruciating and more um, more balanced now is the is the communication. Yeah. Is now I really, for the most part, don't care what people think about me, which uh, you know me has been a very recent development, um, and the people I do care about, I'm I'm very good usually uh, to say what I need and what I want and not be dependent on their, you know, they can disagree with me or even get angry, but I, I don't base it on what I'm supposed to be anymore. And still it's sometimes hard. Still it feels like I'm disappointing them or, you know, letting them down. So so it's it's so deeply ingrained that that level of what you're supposed to do and the control or the... I guess the behavior that you're, you're you've programmed yourself with, and you really still believe, even you know as far in the process as, as we've come, um, there's still daily that I, I figure out like Jesus, that's not mine. I, I just took that over. Or yeah, you need to be reliable. You need to be. Uh, you need to keep your word. If you say something, you gotta follow through. Who said that? I at a certain point, you know, decided that that was true because. You know that's what my idea of a of a good human being was, but what's that's my idea. And I think what we're what we're entering now in is is a space where you get to define it all. And we talked about it in the kitchen to, uh, in the kitchen just <laughs> an hour ago. The amount of responsibility of that of deciding really what you believe is true yourself without any outside influence. And I think, you know, we've made such a habit of keeping ourselves constantly busy, constantly occupying ourselves with um, beliefs, with control, with structure, with, you know, society's expectations that we don't hear anymore what the true nature really, how it wants to flow and how it, how, how reliable actually that can be. Because, you know... Even even if I go out of connection with my social circle, at some point I will want to reconnect because that's just, you know, the nature of my human being. Uh, you know, we are we are community based beings. So, uh, but allowing for the natural structure to come forth, I need to let go of the controlled structure and belief. Uh, and I was actually looking up the word control and its origins, and it comes from um, checking and um, basically just controlling um, maybe finances, checking if it's right, checking a double-checking system if things are proper. So it was never meant to to be the one rule um, connected, absolute. the one absolute truth. It was always just checking in with, is this still right? Yeah, like a safety and, check. And if I use it like that, if it's like a safety check, if it's like a checking in, um, then self-control all of a sudden makes much more sense to me. Then, you know, if I'm in self-control, then I'm actually checking in with my true self. Oh, are we still in balance here? Is this still coming from a place of natural flow and understanding? Or am I going against my human nature? Instead of controlling yourself from all the outside ideas or letting it all completely go and saying oh you know it's it's in god hands it's like it's almost like a middle ground yeah but maybe you need to have a certain understanding of self first um, or of the god within first in order to let go let god you know it's it's yeah. that okay who do i give up to and 
It's I think uh, you you also you were you were also smoking right when you were younger. Yeah. So when you're a smoker and when you force yourself to quit smoking, when you force yourself to um, take control of your life. <laughs> yeah. Does this is this sustainable? Is this something that works? Diets maybe going to the gym. You know, like when you it force worked, yourself. It worked for a long time until I basically lost the motivation to keep it going. Or when I discovered with the gym, for instance, that you know, a lot of it is self-imposed control. Yeah. A lot of it is based on I'm not good enough. I need to become better. So it was it was lack, fear, and 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 you know, comparison based. Which which you know, after making the movie uh, and being really really tired of this journey altogether, like yeah, I didn't have the time or the stamina for. So it's kind of by method of deduction that I came to like, I just, I just, I can't go into the old cleaning myself, changing myself, bettering myself in the old way. Cause it just literally gave me allergies. Like it just like, I can't even so as long stand as... the word self-improvement yeah. anymore, so... but that doesn't mean I can't self-improve, but it now has to come from a completely different space or I just run. Because it usually comes with rules and with um, society or your outside connections that or the interactions that you're having. And that could be like you're extremely um, adhering to the social um, society or, you know, you're still a good member of society or you exchange it for a spiritual community. But it's still the same thing, right? There's still the control and rules in there until you realize, okay, there is a... There is something within me that maybe feels more natural and more true, and then it's sustainable. Like I found that with weight, for example, you know, because as long as I try to control my weight, <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, it's it's like sifting um, sand in the sea. You know, it's it's, it's not but, really. But, but doing that's, I think it's an interesting, interesting point, and, I, and I'll have an example of my own. But like. How did that work with the weight? Because letting it completely slide, letting it go, also didn't work because you no. gained a lot of weight. So, so that feels like giving up. That feels. Are like... you judging me now? <laughs> I'll, I'll give my own example later. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 so it's not the giving. It's not the giving up part either. But that's... You, you feel really shitty when you do. So, no. so what is what is the what is the middle ground? That's a huge insight. Now, again, you know, it's like dear listener, you're now witness to the. <laughs> The, the, the bright aha moments that we're having when we talk with we each other. We should have guy like Yeah, Ooh. exactly. It's like, press the button. Ooh. Um, yeah, in the example of weight, this is just something that's very um, ingrained in my personal experience. You try to control it, somehow succeeding, somehow not. But, you know, it's, it's some, it is something you can measure. Again, we're coming back to measurements. And it's very simple to control a weight because there's a number and there's a certain amount of calories or there's a certain food and that and I there's can a eat. Behavior that you there's can a certain behavior, right? Yeah. Um, and then so I can force myself into the, the form and the look and the, you know, whatever I believe I should weigh or look like. Then I will feel, okay, I've succeeded. I've had an accomplishment. That's 
directly acknowledged by my outside world. It's very measurable. It's very like, oh, you know, wow, you look amazing. All of a sudden, that's good. The other one wasn't. So, okay, basically you're saying I looked like shit before. Okay. But I feel better now because now I look great. Enforcing the idea of where you come from was bad. It's, it's, it's also reinforcing um, that that was the right thing to do. And yet I might not have really truly listened to the natural flow that brings me to the real solution that will be maintainable and sustainable. But letting that go, like you say, just means like you're you're going like, well, I've deserved the cake now. And I now, you know, like I have the bottle of wine each evening and the chips and the pizza and, you know, well, fuck it. And and then say, okay, but the, my true self will fix this and we'll, we'll figure this out. No, because again, you know, you're not truly allowing the natural voice to take over it's again believing that there is either or and the same thing with smoking as long as i thought i had to quit smoking because it was a bad thing or a good thing or you know like all of those things you just come back to a forced um to a forced state that doesn't feel normal and good. And then you can sense it. But when there's a moment when you feel like, okay, now it's the time. I don't know. Something just feels like, okay, now I have to quit. And then you don't even finish the, the, the pack of cigarettes. You just go like, okay, I'm just going to chuck it. Because this feels like the right time for me to do it. Then it comes from a differently informed place. But what's what's your example? Um. Well, I can't remember now. <laughs> there's there's so many uh, reactions to this 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 thing. Um, uh, what was my example? Yeah, basically my example the last couple of weeks, uh, and I had a little bit of a you know a, a, a hard week last week, where my human was trying so hard to distract myself. I knew I was distracting myself and then I, I was like, I need to meditate and I need to do this and I need to have a pattern. I need to take time to really feel into things because I do have the knowingness. So it's, it's not that I, I have to search for it. I have to earn it or that I'm not there, but I just was, it was almost like I was doing it on purpose not to feel, but there was so much judgment around feeling or not feeling, distracting or not distracting. And sometimes it's great to distract because my mind was just, you know, running going absolutely bonkers and and then entertaining that a little bit longer it's like well do something you know do something else uh until you feel it's the right time to be quiet but don't sit there and 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 and, and basically constantly judge yourself for having thoughts you can't turn off and that went on and on and on and i, I kept i think in a sort of guilt trip to myself i should be doing something but i can't and i won't Oh, but you're bad. You should be doing something. And then the more I said that to myself, the less I was doing it. But the more guilty I was getting. Yeah, but you made this movie. You should know by now. And and what the fuck is happening? You know. And ultimately, really getting to the point where I was so mad at my human aspect and my soul because I can feel them both. I can feel the God within and the wisdom and the divinity, and I can feel the human. But I can't get them to play nice. I can't get these fuckers to have a dialogue that's anywhere near constructive. And after all the work, you know, of course, the human then goes into big lamenting mode. Oh, my God, you know, I've been at this for 40 years and 
and and and you know it's still you know there's a lot of balance in my life there's a lot, a lot less drama almost no drama in my life but that one thing that you know synchronicity and flow and you know anything i want that comes from that you know clean and beautiful space manifests instantly isn't here yet and i'm frustrated i'm tired i'm i'm you know i'm mega impatient and so that really came to uh, you know we talked about it but that really came to a whole like motherfucker i know all the theory i know all the roads i know all the roadmaps all the shortcuts truly because i'm a tenacious fucker that needs to go down the same street like 15 times to know it's the same street um and i'm still it's still not working right and i think this is this is probably what a lot of listeners also might experience is like okay you reach ground zero there's nothing more to learn where is where is life in paradise and it's that it's a deep 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 impatience but like with the weight you know it's starting to become really clear that all the blocks of guilt and what i'm supposed to do but again what i'm supposed to do is my spiritual idea again it's it's the pot of gold on, on the mountain or you know all the yogi videos i watched uh, throughout my life that oh that's what a that's what that paradise looks like and i've come to realize it's it's nothing like it but my mind still's fixated on i need to stop this and i need to reach the, that well, it, and it, both is is, is exchanging is one for the, the other. Same coin. Yeah, it's it's exchanging one for the other, and I feel, especially with thoughts, since thoughts are something that aren't very controllable. It's, it's not it's not as straightforward as quitting smoking or losing weight or whatever, right? I think it's the, it's the worst addiction I've ever had. It's just yeah. overthinking shit. <laughs> yeah. So the control. Because that's also where the control starts and ends. That's that's it's the mind. So judging yourself for 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 thinking and then forcing yourself into another way of thinking. It's it's either or. But we don't know if there's a scenario where we're not going to think. And then at some point, and and just to you know share with the listeners um, that conversation that we had about it, like fuck it, you know, I'm so tired, I'm so done with it. Like this constant five million radio stations in my head um, and narrators and moderators and... Everybody has an opinion. Oh, you know, like how do I how do I stop it or how do I come, how do I come to a place? Because I, now I know that anything that will be pleasant or will, will uh, yield a pleasant result in my life comes from inspiration. So now I'm judging myself for not being inspired because, the, the, you know, the mind is just too loud. So now I need to now first need to control my thoughts again until they're playing nice. And then I can feel inspiration and then I can start acting. So start, you, you'll never you get You made there. another formula. Yeah. Well, you've entered another um, in-between step into something that already holds the golden carrot quite a length, arm length yeah. away from you. And, we, we, and it's interesting because we said it, said it on the kitchen table before this episode. Last week, I felt like I wasn't here. I had it for like four days where I felt like I was, you know, I was here physically, but my mind was, I was in another dimension. I was integrating something. I, I kind of also stopped trying to figure out what. I was just super vague. I, I didn't even you know, dare to drive a car because it was so vague. But we sit down and you were like, oh, can you do the episode? We sit down, we hit record and bang. So, oh, 
that isn't the prerequisite that I should be inspired and clear. And then you, this morning you had you had it. Yeah. And here we are having a, a wonderful, state. clear conversation. So, what we think is a prerequisite for being uh, good enough, being present, being you know, being able to um, activate that wisdom or that that stream of consciousness. All of the ideas I had, like kind of like we had with society and friends, and this is what you're supposed to do as a good human, is are, are false. They're all false. Because I can sit here, you know, half a coma with, with a cold and still make sense. As long as I just let it go and not make an idea what it what sense sounds like or, and, or, or what hold, I need to say in, in a podcast. You know, like hold um, very strong um, ideas of, you know, it's almost like a clamp on your brain. Like, okay, oh, this part, I, I have to remember to say this. Like, I can only do this if, if yeah. I'm that. And I can only be this if I'm that. And I'm really grateful that we... The only preparation that we do is we agree on a topic that we want to talk about and then we let it unravel and then we let, let the natural flow take its course and feel the inspiration of, oh, you know, just by going back and forth rather than, okay, preparing this 10-point list that we each have in front of us. And, and we would kind of do the same thing, make something clever, try to adhere to that cleverness, but then I think the tone will be different because then it's... It's a mental construct of something that needs to just flow, and and I think that's a great, that's a great segue. Like like, you know, and I read a lot of comments online, also people that have reached a certain milestone in their consciousness, in their awakening, uh, or or in their realization, even um, realization meaning a certain wisdom, a certain balance, a certain you know a knowingness that they're much more than this human. And they're going, where the fuck is it? And how the fuck do I apply it? Well, the world is still going, you know, 80,000 miles an hour in the wrong direction in, in power and separation. Here I am knowing all of this and I don't get a prize. I don't get acknowledgement. It's not working. But we're also not why applying ourselves. Would, what, why the fuck would I keep doing this? And I, and I had, had a couple of moments last week where I thought, well, fuck, you know, if this is, if this is what it is like being completely present in this world and why the fuck would I be here so which brings up a really interesting point like listening to you so all of the things that you do in the limited version of the human pre-awakening you just adhere to rules you use a certain amount of control and power in your own life in order to make things work right and then you go through this journey, you let go, you shed those layers, um, you understand that there's like this natural rhythm to you and you follow that most of the time. So that's all fantastic. But usually what happens when you're in society, when, you, when you're a functioning member, <laughs> uh, pretty unconscious, but functioning member in society, you get the acknowledgement and approval. So now you let go of everything you know this feels right. You know that this is your true north. You're you're just really um, allowing yourself to go with it. Where's the approval and the acknowledgement, especially if it doesn't show up in my life? So, and that's really understanding now, listening to you, where are we applying ourselves with that clarity of natural flow? So if I can communicate my natural flow and my truth in such a way that I don't need to use control or power or rules for myself. But if I can truly know my value and my worth, 
and apply myself to life, life will reflect it. It's just that most of the time we're too... No, well, it's not even doubt, but, you know, you're too tired. You think it should be there in front of your nose. You say, you know, I'm not going to get out of bed unless I feel this is working because I've worked so hard for it. And a time frame. So how can it show up in this reality, in this earthly reality, if you're not applying it? If you're not applying yourself with and that And how do you clarity? apply it? How do you apply it, for instance? Like, like, well, I show up and do this podcast with you, even though I feel I'm not really here. Um, remember two days ago, we were sitting having breakfast um, and and you say, well, you know, fuck, I'm just, I'm so tired. I'm so, I don't know, pains, thoughts, all of this shit show. Um, I just wish I was in an inspired place so I could call these people. And then we look at each other and we go, well, why don't we just call them now? So I think it's still the idea that you need to be in a certain place in order to do something. But if you apply yourself in the clarity and truth and communication that you have here, even if the human is tired, even if I'm confused, even if there's thousands of thoughts running through my head, how can I see proof of it if I don't go out and act it? Yeah, and it, and it's 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 really interesting because because we we talked about a lot about the and so you have the human and the divine now somehow melding together trying to play nice, but and I'm, just, I'm gonna keep it really personal here. I always thought I have to get my human clean and out of the way, and you know, before the divine can come in, and it's not true. I, my human can have an absolute fucking panic attack, and and be completely neuronic schizophrenic and still the divine comes in it's it, like we talked about this a lot it's an autopilot the moment you had your awakening that process is pretty much happening your your soul knows what's good for you what you what you really need also in this physical realm and you can trust it or you know fight against it so you can make it easy or, or hard but it's kind of inevitable the moment you had your your awakening and i i felt that but still, my idea of it, exactly, you know, especially after you said this again, my idea is my human needs to be in a certain state before dot dot dot. Well, book. even to to hear it, right? Because can I trust that not preparing myself, not tuning into it, that I open my mouth and the right things come out? There's still the doubt. There's still the fear that. How could it be? I'm so making it up, and it's way too simple. It should be more difficult, right? Because everything else leading up to this point was hard. So that's that's it's it's really interesting where. So it's belief, in a way. It's just believing which is, it. I I saw something on Instagram the other day uh, where I thought that's so true. Belief is completely unnecessary because if you know, you know. Yeah. And if you don't know and doubt, then you don't know. So what's the point of a belief? Yeah, I read the same thing. It's like there, I think it was something like there's an inherent danger in believing yeah. because believing will will put another set of rules on the board instead of you know or you don't know. And if you don't know, it's either not relevant or you will know when the time is right. And so you know that even though you don't know. So that's that's the trust. And I think like on that journey of self-mastery or you know, self-discovery, realization, whatever you want to call it. 
you learn to trust more and more and learn to lean into that self-trust more and more. That that guidance of, say, for example, I wake up in the morning and somehow I just know today is not the day to go ahead with the plans that I've made for today. I just know this is not the time. And I can either force myself through it, and I think we've all done that, and then, you know, get that result where you go in the evening, oh, shit, I knew I shouldn't have. And, and I love this example. So so I had that a lot, and usually it's right. But some sometimes it is my human idea that, that has a you know idea about this is how the state you should be in to do this and this and this. And then later I find out, shit, I'm just postponing because I have this idea, not because I'm not ready. So there is like, how do you tell the difference? So at this point, dear listener, if you haven't listened to our episode Procrastination, you should go <laughs> back and listen to it now because that's exactly what we talked about. Like, when is it procrastination and when is it truly an impulse to move or to not move? And again, something that I read or heard was really resonating with me. A true impulse or a true intuition will always feel... It challenges you. It always tickles you. Uh, but And you don't know the details, but you somehow know that's the direction you have to move in. If it's an idea um, or a fantasy that doesn't really come with a lot of um, dynamic, then, yeah. Well, I think I remember what we said now, because I had to try to, like, for the life of me, like, what the fuck did we say in that episode? <laughs> but I re like it, it's. I think the, 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 the simple version was, you know, if it's an if it's an if it's an inspired idea, you go ooh, and you might even consider doing it even though you feel not ready and you don't have a particular agenda or a way of knowing how to get there, but it feels exciting. The details don't matter. No, whether as if it's a mental thing or fear, it's 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 small. It's it it. There's a lot of details. There's a lot of things to overcome. There's a fear of change. It feels very small and cramped. The other idea feels massive, but you don't know how to get there. Well, at least there is a motivation to do it anyway. Well, the other one is like, no, I, I mean, I have to meet these criteria for even to move. So it's, you know, does it does it flow or does it stagnate? Does it contract or is it expansive? That's kind of it. Right? And again, the only um, the only step to know any of this is to lean into your self connection. That's the one thing, like anybody starting this journey saying like, yeah, I always had hunches, but I'm not willing to let go of control. Well, do it in the small ways. Do it in the small things that where, where you can sort of just test it out for yourself without your um, spouse divorcing you. or <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to be so extreme. No, it doesn't need to be extreme. And I, for, for instance, like I started meditating again, like only recently, only after our... our uh, after a couple of days and and just to sort of have a moment before I watch my my news or my phone you know to, to have a moment of of connecting with me really uh, and immediately the first time I I did it um, there was this massive resistance to it mm -hmm. and I'm like wow I'm taking time for myself to listen to myself to not distract uh, and to, to to get a good start of the day right but then I noticed really funnily the meditation itself, even though it's self-care, feels like, oh, great, another chore, another. And I'm so done with chores or having to do anything, really, that I'm kind of like, even things are good for me. I put in the same corner, like I, I don't want to do anything, any formula, any 
any daily ritual because I'm sick of the structure. I'm sick of the ritual. But then I sometimes confuse, oh, wait a minute, but I can choose to do it or not. I can do it five minutes or half an hour. It doesn't really matter. I, I, I do it for me, not for the ritual. And then it's because, oh, shit, I can use a couple of those tools because I'm free now. And you're but using mine still thinks it's in the old. So it's just like, oh, shit. So it's kind of like looking in the toolbox, which in a lot of old cases have kind of narrowed me even further to go, well, what if I use this tool, but, but now with consciousness, knowingness and freedom, oh, it's a perfect tool as long as I don't let it get. And you still eat. Yeah. You know, you could also say, oh, another chore I have to do. I still have to eat. I still have to breathe. It's, I think it really comes with a, with a freedom of allowing it to serve you rather than you serving it. So for me, meditation, it's definitely keeping me sane. I know if I don't have my morning connection with myself, it's just a checking in moment with me. Um, and that could be different. That could be one day walking and that could be one day sitting and drooling into my cup of coffee. It's, it's you know, the, the form doesn't matter as long as I check in with myself. And even... I think after letting go a lot of control, a lot of things, it's probably good to replace with a new chosen structure to say, say, for example, you know, when I stopped smoking, I knew I need to replace it with something or I need to save the money that I used to spend on cigarettes to make it visible to then use it for myself for something else, for self-care, you know, get my nails done or whatever, right? And that was a bridge that I was building for my human in order to make the change lasting. And I think, again, let's not neglect or deny the human because the human still needs to stay in this world that is very much in this dualistic setup of um, good and bad. And, and, and we've, uh, you know we've taken its its one core job away of making sure we're safe and making sure we're safe through control and whatever you know control it thinks it has and i think acknowledging that is is a really good i mean ever since i was a little bit more so you know half a year ago or a year ago where i decided i'm going to be more gentle with myself because i'm so judgmental and guilty and this and that and whatever my human says says i'm going to just like okay i hear you I hear I might do something else, but I'm gonna stop ignoring you, and that really helped. I mean, that took eighty, ninety percent of the of the things off. Now I notice when I'm when I'm in a really big transition or change, or there's a lot of stuff integrating. I'm like I said, I, I stopped wondering what it is because that just is more fuel for the brain to make any sort of ideas. I'm I'm integrating full stop. I'm dizzy, I'm integrating. Uh, I can't think straight, I'm integrating, whatever. And then do something else, distract until that thing is over. But I do know really, I know notice lately that for my human, there's moments where it's in sheer panic. It has nothing to do. It wants to hold on to what it thinks is safety. But I also noticed it, it's just basically just building a little bit of safety, a little bit of a tiny little bridge for the next step, but it, it sees the next step as a tiny little step. Well, and, and it goes back to old references. Yeah. It doesn't come up with something new. And what I, exactly, and what I feel now 
and I think that's also where the where the panic comes from a little bit is the next step is going to be massive and not massive maybe in in I have to do a lot of work but massive in the terms of uh perspective shift out where I can't go on in the old even in, even though the old has been more pleasant than ever but I can't build these tiny little bridges to just another island I need to basically move myself onto another planet it kind of like it's time for the big shift and it's fighting its last little i mean for me it's fighting its last little fight to keep the change small because it thinks okay if i make a big change i don't know if i you know old fears i don't know if i'm going to survive uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with that so i think that's why it flares up sometimes and and i think the separation is going so and maybe just for context for everybody listening that doesn't quite know what we mean with, oh, my human or my brain or my mind, we use this, in, you know, interchangeably. It's really, you know, when we say, well, you have to take, you have to pay attention to the human. You have to, it's basically make sure that the mind can come along with it because this could be your greatest friend, but also your greatest enemy. It has to come along. It has to you come. can't force it. It's so a- I think, you know, now taking the mind or the human um, along on a journey where there are no more old references when it's the only thing that's that works in old references or in anything that you've experienced it's it's the fight or flight mode instincts and all of that come out of old experiences it's it's so in our ingrained in our dna and our in each cell um, and it cannot see the true um, divinity, expansion, freedom, being at peace, being calm, the synchronicities, all of those things are not things that are of the human mind. All of those things are things that are, once you're opening up to that part of you that is infinite, that comes through that opening. So it's it, the, the, the human or the mind is desperately fighting for its existence. And and I think you're totally right. And, and, and we said this a lot as well. Uh, and it's been said in in, in in some spiritual circles, well, you can't get there from here. Yeah. And what is here, some refer to as, as physical reality, the focus of physical reality, the matrix, call it whatever you want, doesn't really matter. But it is the focused reality that we've created that we think is completely true. And... Even my mind is still to this day looking for spiritual formulas that I have ideas about to open the door to that other place. And it won't ever find it because it's using methods, formulas and doors of separation and duality. So it will never get out of the cage or, or the matrix or, or this world. And what we're describing and what, what, what is it, it's such like a counterintuitive um, thing to do is you let that divinity into that smaller world, that focus, that that reality. It's it's it comes in rather than than the human having to go out to it because yeah. it doesn't understand how to get there. It does it can't traverse the dimensions involved. It can't even fathom how you know what some people call synchronicity, but like the flow of divinity, how that works even. Yet we task the human with, I need to get out of this prison and it's up to you to do it. So that's the conundrum that, that, and I'm, you know, 
you and me knew this, know this for years, and we have actually experienced this. We have, we've consciously experienced our divine self and our human self and can actually connect with it consciously. And still I fall into this trap of thinking that my human needs to do it or my human is responsible for the safety or the human is responsible for finding the formula to get out. Well, and it never will. And it, it, it served us for many years because or for decades for me in, in my personal experience, um, when I started my awakening journey, I used the mind quite consciously to get myself out of old patterns. And it worked, right? And you know, works. like even even for example, letting go of um, of energies, of thoughts, of um, beliefs, or whatever. You write them on a paper, you burn them in a fire. You know, like oh, yeah. all of a sudden, you feel there's a big shift. So you can facilitate it. And now at this, you know, at this progressed um, place that we find ourselves in, you sort of have to accept it for what it can do for you and know what it can't do for you so even it is now at this point i'm also aware that i don't have any more old patterns that i really need to mentally work at because it's the prison within the prison i can't work from there to get myself out of it so i need to allow for that different freedom to come in and transform it from the inside out yeah so it's, 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 it's like we, we said before, uh, it's really shifting from operating system, from like Windows 11 to, you know. And even the judgment from good or bad, you know, because it could also be easy. That's why I think a lot of people get trapped in spirituality or on their awakening journey. Um, you go, oh, you know, I still need to work at this. I still need to do this. And then the love and light, that's good. So you're still in the duality of labeling things of preferring this over this or whatever and you truly only come to the absolute freedom if everything just is yeah and love and light is a great uh is a great method of forgiveness in a way but it has again it has a limit in that but what do you need reality? to give that up right in order to give that up i need to be so connected with that other part of me and trust that that i know that i can let go of even the good and our dear friend, Jean Tinder, um, Jean, if you're listening, hi. Uh, she shared some wisdom in an article lately um, where she says, you know, I've become such a good spiritual student to let go of the old shit and, you know, put it in a, put it in the fire, transform it and all of that. Um, and then later on going like, oh, you know, I dump all of that into the wisdom of my soul, but I'm going to keep the good parts. Right. And even that, at some point, you realize, you know, put it all into the fuck it bucket, which I love. The fuck it bucket. She yeah. called it the fuck it bucket. I think that should be a product. Yeah. So <laughs> even even the good ideas that the human has in the morning. Oh, wow. I feel so connected. I feel so inspired. I'm going to, you know, have the most enlightened day. Fuck it. Do I need to hang on and label it? Because then I still keep the duality going. And it's funny because the feeling there's because I resonated so much with that article because because which you also give context here, which I read to you yeah. in the cafe having breakfast because you were in a funk. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I, I really like that 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 good spiritual student. I, I really resonate with that because always try to be better and and more good and more. Oh, it's just another layer I can reach, but it's 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 
ultimately those are even more dangerous almost than than the than the, than the dark or the the bad ones because i i rationalize them i i i basically continue their existence even though it's another idea and it's not to say that i can't wake up happy and have a feeling that i should be neutral and don't care about anything no, that that's why I'm staying in, on this planet. That was also your biggest fear, right? That you come to a place of just um, don't care. Yeah, yeah. Neutrality. Or no, wow, no tension in your arms and yeah. like this hollow, like hello, like this sort of wispy. No, I care. I care actually more than ever. But it's 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 the attachment, I guess, to what that means. I'm happy. What does that mean? Well, nothing. I'm happy. And now today, I'm gonna walk walk this earth in the flow of, and I'll see what happens. And it might lead to a couple of phone calls. It might mean sitting on a park bench in the sun with a stupid grin on my face. But if it doesn't mean anything particularly, other than this is pleasant and, and I'm going to continue this, I can truly allow the, you know, the work, the agenda of divinity, which usually is very, very high level, doesn't even have a human agenda, to come in and surprise me because it knows what I want. And I, my human still can't fathom even one percent of what do you mean my soul knows what it, my soul's not on this planet i'm on this planet i need to deal with taxes and and stupid people on the bus and etc my soul knows, so, so there's still almost an anger to what do you mean my soul knows what it wants but i'm feeling it's true and i feel almost like this whole discussion the last step is no step the last step is letting go what uh, we keep saying this to each other a lot what's the last what's what's the one thing we haven't truly done is let it go and completely trust that the divinity the knowingness the soul has the answers and, that, and that, lean into that but but the human is like what do you mean it, what's the guarantee am i safe and it's not something you do once i truly believe um it will be an ongoing thing, just continuously going like, no, like we don't live here anymore. I don't live here anymore. I don't live in my thought anymore. I don't live in that, in that duality and in the push me, pull me. Um, but my, I mean, what's the biggest goal? The biggest goal is to be able to just be so free within yourself. And that doesn't mean sitting on a cloud playing the harp. <laughs> we'll all get there eventually, I'm sure, apart from some assholes. <laughs> but I think for me, even looking at people that have reached true mastery, look at Nelson Mandela, you know, like being imprisoned, you know, um, look at, you know, other people like Eckhart Tolle, for example, like it's the isness. Mm -hmm. And at some point it doesn't matter what you do. And even if, if I'm, you know, if I'm a garbage collector or whatever, it's it's not about like being so free that you're you're not doing anything anymore, but then you're so free internally that anything that you do, even if you still have that nine to five job, will be informed with that inner flow. Yeah, and you just flow or roll into that expression that you know if you decide to stay on this planet that fits you, that 
that you think, oh, Eckhart Tolle is giving speeches because he loves to talk about that isness and that state of being. He was also sitting on the bench in Toronto for two years, drooling on himself, just smiling because he... Here you go. There, is, <laughs> there was a certain, cute. you know, called self-care routine or, or madness routine. Yeah, but. you need to sort of land it. That, yeah. That's a huge shift. And I feel that a lot of people are afraid of it and then they make fun of it and they ridicule well, to it. to be very honest, I'm still afraid of it. it it's still it's still I know I have reference I have feelings with it I, 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 I can tune into my soul consciously I can talk it's so, so none of that is an issue but there is this this weird little voice in my head and it's it's decidedly the human that feels like if I let go if I surrender if I let go I'm say it in, in, in our movie you know while in some respects, the mind still thinks, you know, there's a guy with a sword hanging above my head already to, to, to basically leave me in two to go. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's a that's a great story of separation. I'm going to do it anyway. So it's it's and I know it to be true. So ultimately, I feel it's very inevitable that that it, it's it, like you say, it's something that you remind yourself of daily and sink in deeper and deeper and, and just like kind of not, not listen to the fear anymore, because ultimately I've tried every other road. So so for me, there's only one road to go. And, and I can see it coming for miles. Like, oh, shit, it's just surrender, 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 surrender. Um, and it's more having to deal with the human that cries murder every five seconds than the surrender part. But it it's, it is that, that 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 step of yeah completely letting it letting it go and trusting like and we, we recently did this with a movie we're, we're now doing marketing for a movie and for for a long time or for, for like two months after release like i couldn't watch that thing and it was only after a couple of really cool conversations that we had about abundance which might be another episode that we just really came oh it's not about the movie it's about us we're the product we're the brand it's completely pointless if I don't believe I'm worthy. I have value by being. And I could do a clever podcast or I can do nothing. But if I don't believe I have value and wisdom and, and my soul is taking care of me, this doesn't matter if but I don't believe it. that's the exchange. It. That's the exchange coming from a society that is control and rule ridden that then has certain, um, you know, like, goodies in store for you or you know you get a little prize get a little award or you get your paycheck so rewards basically we come from that and the true reward is always the self-love and that self-connection and that's that that true guidance really that's the reward yeah so so and and that feels so unattainable to many people that they don't want to trade the one system for the other so what if I give up a little bit here? I give up a little bit of control, you know. Or, or for me, recently, you know, that's really nice. I value myself. I love myself. I'm, you know, I see the human. But is trust and value going to pay my taxes? So the the human is like, ah, you know, I got you, checkmate. But it's it's almost the impatience to see what happens if you really truly do that. So, uh, you know, again, the one question that comes up is, was the decision to put the documentary out for free uh, a good mental idea or was that informed by soul? Totally the latter. So, 
but my human freaked out, and, my, and, and there's still well, yeah. moments in, yeah, uh, that, that I wake up and go, like, "What the fuck have we done? How how am I gonna how am I gonna pay for my rent?" Right? It's just like so now 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 you've given up to the biggest master, the soul. Yeah, right. I did it anyway, basically. Yeah, you said, "Okay, fuck it," and then you find yourself into in in the same. Okay, but now how do I earn money? Yeah, and, and I talked to you about this a couple of days ago. Like like the human have you know if I don't provide a service or make a product how can i get money how can money like how can my value be rewarded and it's always something outside of me that i have to gift to so there's separation and i have to give something to the other side of separation and then from that side something comes back to me it's exchange yeah yeah so it it it's completely the old system and it's 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 un it's unsustainable i actually also don't want to sustain it but it's it's I love the analogy of the you know, you know you get to this place and you know your soul and your wisdom and your divinity is warming up the soup maybe the, the soup of who you really are uh, completely, and then five seconds after you put the gas and you put your pinky and you go like oh it's still cold it's not working no just let it heat up right so I know just that that's, the process yes and I know all of this and still my human is just like what if it doesn't work. What do I do next month? And what if it doesn't work? So it, it's it's still that's still that's that ingrained survival thing that you have to, you know, bet the house on red to to you, you have to really trust this. And yet you do because you keep betting the house on red. No, I do, I do. And but that's the funny of, part, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 not you're not even counter creating bullshit. You know, you're not even going like, okay, now I'm gonna get the get the stupid job where I really have to work hard, blood, sweat, and tears. Um, you do trust it. It's just that the mind freaks out. Yeah. And and you want the mind to not freak out over something that it doesn't have any other yeah, reference. It just wants the result. It wants a result and it wants of to course. say, here's 50 million in your bank yeah. account, have fun. And it's like, yeah, but it, you you want it in the, in like, at the next experience I want to have in the new. I don't want to have the old experience with a little bit of spit and shine polish because yeah. well again you know i'm gonna exchange a little bit of control for a little bit of divinity no oh. then then if you ask me like i'd rather go through a couple of sleepless nights going what the fuck is happening knowing a big change is coming then now counter creating again where it's just, that, that road i've also traveled a lot so yeah it's uh yeah so so how do i get it here right i think that's that's the big question and when is it coming so I can trust a little bit, and then at some point you just go like, "Okay, I'm running out of air." Like I can hold my breath a little bit, and then I have to inhale. And 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 being at that point where you can just totally relax and just breathe in and breathe out and just lean into it. So we'll keep you posted, dear listener. <laughs> keep you posted on how it's going for us. But we wanted to discuss this to just also, you know make this really relatable that that will probably not go away the worry for survival or the the, the worry for how how will this work out because the human mind has to come along and and i think also the 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 you know ending this podcast with a clear formula like we've gone through this this is how you do it well no <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's your journey it's very I'd probably whack you over the head if you now came up with and the solution to all of this <laughs> has always been yeah spin around three times burn this candle pray to no it, it, it's 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 like how do you allow you allow 
Get out of your way. Get out of your way. And for everybody, that's individual. And, and uh, you know, for me, that's walking or going to the gym. And actually, that last part has completely changed around because even that now feels like, eh, I don't want to work at it. So walking in nature. Okay. So it's raining for three days now. Shit. So the only thing I can do Welcome is, to Holland. is sort of make a cup of tea and, and, and just quiet my mind. And, 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 and then you feel the resistance initially. Yeah. And maybe I need to feel the resistance 10,000 more times yeah. for my tenacious ass to go, okay, so now I've traversed this alley, last alleyway for a million times as well to know, okay, you know, this is not yielding me the result. So let's just let that one go too. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. And uh, at, at as usual, if you guys um, have any um, comments, just leave them in the in the in the. You know, under the the podcast section, or if you find it on YouTube, uh, and join the discussion. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, you can write into podcast at rudeawakening-film.com. You can also, of course, watch the documentary for free, the full version on YouTube, um, which basically is through our website, rudeawakening-film.com. But you could also treat yourself to the bonus pack if you really want to dive in a little bit deeper into all of the wisdom that's shared in the uncut interviews um, and a lot of other bonus material. And above all, please share. We're now reaching for the 100,000 views. Um, it's pretty close, but we do need all of your help to uh, spread the word, spread the light, spread the wisdom and um, share it. And follow your impulse if you know somebody uh, that has their own podcast or you know, you know somebody personally that has, you know, that is an influencer or that, you know, might might really love this subject matter. Just don't think about it too much. Just share it and, and you know, you'll know if it, if it lands or not. But I, I, I'd love for everybody to just uh, share it far and wide. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll hear you again next week. Bye. Bye.